Well, hi, Thingateers. I guess it's time for us to do another episode of A Thing. Yeah, I guess it's that time. I guess it's been a week. They seem to be going by faster and faster now that February has been absolutely barreling through. Yeah, I know, right? How's your year been? How was that last year been? (laughs) (laughs) January was the longest year of my life, thank you. And February has just whizzed past me, so I don't have an answer. (laughs) Apparently neither does Netflix other than banning things in countries, because that's what they want. Is that what Netflix wants, or is that what the countries want? what the countries want, not Netflix, but it's kind of funny when you watch what's banned. So there are a couple things that I actually really want to see that's on this ban list now, and I think it's just for the simple fact that they're like, no, you can't watch this. Like, the last hangover that got banned in Singapore, which is a the hangover with Jesus. The hangover with Jesus. So the apostles party with Jesus and Jesus goes missing. So that in and of itself is blasphemous enough to catch my attention. Or I see Full Metal Jacket being removed in Vietnam. Obvious reasons, but I mean, <laughs> didn't we lose? I mean, <laughs> you know, but you just, you don't talk about that. Like you just, you annex like the whole thing. It's just like you don't talk about Tiananmen Square about with China. Oh, wait. Oops. Oops, damn it. I think we're banned in China again. Oh, wow. I guess oh. if they gave us a second chance. I mean, they may have, but Winnie the Pooh may have. I know. Oops. He may have said, oh, bother. They don't have any honey. Oh, bother. <laughs> I have to go back to the honey tree they went. <laughs> bother. We're just really making sure we're banned in China at this point. Yo, yo, I'm just going to say it now. Fuck China. Hashtag fuck China. <laughs> fuck the Chinese government. But they're not on this list. They're surprisingly not. I was actually I was actually more surprised, especially since Saudi Arabia banned a single episode of Hassan Minaj's The Patriot Act where he talks about Saudi Arabia. And they're like, no, that's the one that we're we're not letting in. Or Germany banning Night of the Living Dead. But which version of Night of the All Living Dead? All but the original. So maybe they're just a stickler for the classics. They don't want you to mess with what has, you know, already been proven, tried and true. But I have a hard... I don't know. Germany's weird. It's it's hard to talk about Germany. Because <laughs> then other things come into play and then all of a sudden it gets uncomfortable. So you just, you don't talk about Germany. Singapore also had them remove the last temptation of Christ from the service. Really? Mm-hmm. Something about Singapore and not having fun. No, there's no such thing as fun in Singapore. Or good films. Or or even speaking of fun, like jumping off of bridges is fun. Um, and New Zealand. <laughs> Apparently you can't do that. No, New Zealand asked for the bridge to be taken down because of the 23 suicides that were caught in the time of the recording, I suppose. And they're like, no, 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 no. But here's the thing, though. And... Quote, quote me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly confident in this. New Zealand is one of the few countries that allows euthanasia. Possibly. I would have to look that up. Yeah, they have, they have a euthanasia. It's legal there. But this isn't assisted euthanasia. This is just jumping off a bridge. I know. But it's still, it's like. Maybe that's still frowned upon in their society. Maybe. They maybe just want to use the. brow for that. Well, they do have that super fancy machine where it's just like, it just kind of like releases a gas and lulls you to sleep. And you like apparently have very vivid hallucinations before you go. But 
they have passed a law making it legal legal there. So like that's why I, I found this one really weird because that's something that's available in that country, but you're not allowed to jump off a bridge. Like, however I want to go, let me go, man. Like, if right. it's jumping off a bridge, if it's getting eaten by a shark, if, like, there are so many ways you can die. Hashtag a thousand ways to die. One of my favorite shows <laughs> from Spike TV. <laughs> do do you remember Spike TV? Because I know I do. And I understand. I remember Spike TV before a thousand ways to die with MXC. Oh. Because, God, I love me some MXC. Oh, my God. So I was actually really disappointed that my my license plate on my car was only a couple letters off of being MXC. And I really would have appreciated if I got that letter combination because I would remember staying up Maybe late. That's a show we should talk about on this on the podcast one day. It's right up our alley because it's on Hulu. Last I checked. <gasps> last I checked, it was available on Hulu. Okay, so now I know I'm not sleeping tonight because I have MXC to watch because oh, it's, so it's, great. it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite like need to zone out and not think about anything kind of it's TV just shows. So dumb. It's so dumb. And we've gotten so off topic already. We have. It's fine. We're talking uh-huh. TV shows, and Netflix is like has TV shows. So, so speaking of Netflix's TV shows, season three of Castlevania is coming. <laughs> hey, look, we did a segue. <laughs> coming in March. Should be a fun time. March fifth, Castlevania season three. I'm gonna make Nancy watch seasons one and two. Low key next show. Low key maybe a hashtag spoiler. Maybe not. I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. Or have we? You, you've, di- you've diverged from the plan. Or have we? Listen ahead. <laughs> yeah, people, listen to the podcast out of order. So you want to start like 15 minutes towards the end, and then you're going to go like 20 minutes in, and then you're going to start at the beginning, and then you're just going to jumble it from there. No, 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 no. We're not dealing with time travel. We're not the Our, Witcher. <laughs> uh, it's not time travel. It's just a fucked up timeline. Thank you very much. There is a difference. <laughs> anyway. So, so stay tuned for that. We may or may not be talking about it soon because I think Castlevania will be right up your alley. I, I do like the art style. I like how pretty Dracula looks. I like the shading. So it's caught my attention. So something else coming to Netflix soon. Got some descriptions leaked. And that was the Resident Evil series. Yes. Apparently takes place after the events. Sorry, I'm sorry. It takes place before the events, and it talks about the town of Clearfield, Maryland, and the Umbrella Corporation. So it's talking right about the very beginning of the outbreak. Okay. Of the T-virus. So this will be interesting. I'm excited for it, just because I've always been too much of a pansy to play Resident Evil by myself. I have to have another human being present with me to play that game, and with the way I hate people, that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) So, but I'm just a big old scaredy cat. I've just now come to terms with, like, horror movies and how much I love them. But horror video games is a completely different, completely different ballgame because it's like, oh, I have to actually fight this thing. I can't just cover my eyes. Like, I have to be proactive. Otherwise, I'm not getting anywhere. I think I know what we're going to do for our next game we play together. (laughs) That's fine. Because this is just kind of real talk. Maybe I'll leave it in, but I'm going to get that from someone to play because I'm too lazy to go buy it myself. No, why buy it if you can get it from someone for free? Yeah. So, but yes, so Resident Evil is one of those, like, I love watching people play it, and I've watched so many playthroughs of it because I love the game. I've just, I've been too scared to play it myself. I think you'd enjoy it. It's fun. The story's great. It's scary voice. I like, um. Speaking of scary voice, Netflix, more Netflix news. 
doing a one piece live action film. Why? Who asked for this? Because, you know, your Death Note and Bleach went over so well. I like that you completely glossed over them all, too. Well, I'm talking about Netflix's own. Oh, yeah. Netflix, like, you think they'd learn, but no. Like, we don't talk about evolution. Evolution doesn't exist. Are you sure? Positive. But Goku in high school. He I understand that James Parser was Piccolo and still hasn't redeemed that series. He was the best <laughs> thing about that movie and he was horrible. That movie is horrible. Chao Young Fat was Master Roshi and it was horrible. Uh, but it's like, it's so bad. It's like so fun to just like Giku. laugh at though. It's a Giku. <laughs> that movie was bad. We don't talk about it. In fact, we don't talk about it so badly that we're going to talk about it on the podcast one day. Okay. Just so I could shit on it for 90 minutes. And I'm totally okay with that because I will that try. That movie is fucking horrible so goku one... becomes is piccolo's servant apparently like the ozaru was his servant not no oh, fuck they just took the entire series shat shat it out and then like wrote a screenplay with that shit if it wasn't for that movie though we would never have gotten dragon ball super take that as you will so we so call that a this. silver lining but fuck this we haven't even seen what their bebop live action is going to look like yet no I have a little bit of a hope for that. I feel like Bebop, Since like... John Cho. Good play Spike. Yeah. I'm okay with that. We can see, but I have no hopes. Yeah. At all. Like, how do you even do a one... Like, how do you do a One Piece? Why would you? Just I don't stop. know, but apparently Oda's on board, so... Well, I mean, everyone's on board for that sweet, sweet Netflix money. I mean, yeah, even but... Morty from... Even Morty was trying to get in on those Netflix deals, but... but... But you know what? Look, here's the thing, all right? So the author is going to serve as the executive producer. That might help. Maybe. It depends on if it's just a title and name only. Right, because there's one thing to be like, yeah, they're the executive producer to make people like you feel better, but if they don't actually have the creative license to do what they've sought out to do... You might end up creating a Spider-Man three, which hopefully Doctor Strange two doesn't become with Sam Raimi joining the director's okay. chair. Okay, okay, but don't say you don't want to see an emo Doctor Strange because I totally want to see like an awkward dance scene with some emo hair Doctor Strange I argue playing Doctor with Strange is emo. Uh, you can see multiple futures, and this is the only one in which we win. That's not emo. Oh, it's emo enough. No. Don't 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 perpetuate my culture like that. I grew up emo. I, I know the culture fairly well. You were far. He was emo when he couldn't use his hands. <laughs> so then he's already emo. No, because he's since fixed himself, and now he's he's evolved into like the Brendan Yuri, who is not emo, but like comes from those roots. Okay, you know what? I got a question for you. Okay. I was wondering this. Have you seen Sherlock? No. <laughs> Short answer, no. More shows that we will have to cover in the there, show. There's a, lo there's a long list of stuff that Nancy's never seen. I don't know if our thing of tears have picked up on this yet, because usually when you say, have I, the answer's almost always no. <laughs> so, stay tuned, because that will be coming to soon, too. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. We got plenty of time. So, I don't know. I'm excited for this. I really am. Sam Raimi director and i can't wait to see how bruce campbell pops up in this movie that's the only reason why you're excited is for bruce campbell meets Maybe. dr strange 
That's the only reason. Like, don't even play. Maybe, and I want him to call him by some ridiculously made-up name, like Benedici Kevin Entry. <laughs> I like Benedouche Cumbernoodle. That's one of my favorites. Oh, so. that's his name. Okay. Yeah, I I can see it. I mean, any Bruce Campbell appearance is enough for me, just because I love that man. You have definitely helped in my appreciation of all things Bruce Campbell. <sighs> yeah. And it's fantastic. And I'm, I'm sad I was late to the party, but I'm happy I'm here now. <laughs> so you know what's is coming late to the party? A lot of Marvel things. The new Marvel series that we've been <laughs> promised since before Disney Plus launched. We're I mean, finally coming getting late, it. but we're getting them. So this was announced right around the time of the Super Bowl. But confirmed that Winter Soldier is coming out in August. Hey, you know what? That actually works out because that's when all those little shits, I mean, when kids go back to school. So it'll free up our streaming space in the mornings and afternoons where I don't have to worry about lag watching this goddamn show. Like when Disney Plus first launched and I couldn't get through The Mandalorian because there were too many people trying to watch The Mandalorian all at the same time. And that's why I watch it late at night. Okay, well, I don't always have that luxury, okay? I try so, my best. Moving on, more of the Marvel shows announced. Coming in December, WandaVision, which I actually am excited to watch. This looks like it's going to be fun. Like, I know what to expect with Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's going to introduce the Captain America replacement in U.S. Patriot. It's going to be action. It's going to be espionage. It's going to be a buddy cop TV show, basically. Well, also, I've heard this is the most ambitious and weird series that Disney Plus is working on right now. Too. WandaVision? Yes. Yes, because it, one, it's going to tie into Doctor Strange 2. And two, it's basically a various nod to sitcoms as a sitcom in the Marvel Universe that goes through different eras with it's going to be interesting because there's a whole comic series where it just kind of explores their everyday life. And this is kind of what you're going to get. But I do like that you get to see her in the trailer in her classic Scarlet Witch costume. Mm-hmm. Because now that Marvel owns Fox, they can call her Scarlet Witch, which means do we get to see that Bing is actually her daddy? <gasps> Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. see But I'm excited for this one. This is like the one I was most excited for, other than Mando coming back in October. (gasps) We get Mando during spoopy season. Spoopy season has gotten so much better for me. Yes. So. I actually, so I'm half tempted to actually shell out that like 300 plus dollars for that Baby Yoda life-size statue just to have in my house. And the child. Thank you. I would love to have the child in my house all the time because I don't but have... But Nancy, you don't want children. But it's different from having children versus <laughs> the child. And if I ever need protection from a Rhyhorn, like, I'm good to go. So... I told you to have a Pokeball if a Rhyhorn showed up. No, I, I'm actually out of poke, Pokeballs right now. I need to go hit up a Pokestop. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> Maybe you should hit up Cards Against Humanity so they can buy you some since they just bought Clickhole. Okay, best pairing ever. This is OTP. This is OTP that I didn't know I needed until now because Clickhole has been one of my favorite websites to just read bullshit on for as long as I can remember now since BuzzFeed started becoming popular with their top 10 like puppy Honestly, butt lists. I and... don't like BuzzFeed at all. You shouldn't. 
any self-respecting person should not like BuzzFeed. No, I tried. I tried to read BuzzFeed. I had the app for a while, long ago. It got deleted quickly because, like, this is stupid. It's, it's so, it's so base level, in terms of their... it's like the chive. No, because like the chive has personality. It does, but it's still base level in a lot of what's on there. True, but. The Chive at least has personality with it, which is why I can read more of the Chive articles versus BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is one of those people that pretends to have a personality, but because they're pretending, you can see through their bullshit. I just go to Reddit. Reddit is where everything's at. Yeah, I, I just go to Reddit. But if I want shitty things, I go to ClickHole, because now it's just going to be shit posters dream. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to see. Yes, and I like that Cards Against Humanity is also trying to make all of the ClickHole employees actual, like, major stockholders in the company. They're, they are keeping it separate, so you mm-hmm. won't see, like, ClickHole articles showing up on your Cards Against Humanity cards. But Or you might because it's them and they would totally do something like that just to piss you off because they know you'd still buy it. Right. Here's the ClickHole expansion. Because pack. that's what like, they do. Right. But just the fact that they're going to make the majority or- owners and, you know, all of that good stuff, like Cards Against Humanity always seems to do the right thing. We seem to be a good company. Who would have thought? Full of shitty people. You know what? That's that's a company I can get behind, though. Yeah. They, they know what things. they are. They're shitty people who do good things. Yeah, which is basically what I am. Cards Against Humanity should sponsor, like, a, should sponsor shitty games done slow. That's my idea for my speedrunning, you know, <laughs> telephone. You do really bad games really slowly. So you're basically going to put me on any platforming level and we'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> it's a shit poster's telephone. Let's go. With your help, we can get Nancy past Mario World 1-2 within the next three hours, but don't forget to hit that donate button. Those those sweet clicks will help get her past this level. I wonder if that's how Nintendo sold 10 million Switches over the holidays. Nintendo Senpai doing the, doing the damn work. I'm so proud of them. With that 10 million, they surpassed the SNES's lifetime sales of 49. Yay, it's about time. I've had my Switch since launch. I picked it up launch day. It is my pride and joy. It is my baby. Switch so much. And I'm just super happy to see all the success that Nintendo is doing with the Switch and how much money they're going to get from me for those Animal Crossing Joy-Cons. Because by golly, they're fucking gorgeous. I want, honestly, if I was going to go buy a new Switch, I'd go buy that Animal Crossing Switch. I want it. I really do. And since I have the Gen 1, like, Gen 1 Wait, Switch... does that mean you're going to play Animal Crossing with me? I'm thinking about it, but I can't commit to anything because I can't commit to anything in life right now. So you get a potential maybe. If you already play Stardew with me, you'll love, you'll play Animal Crossing. Let's do it. <sighs> we got this. I'm not ready to get fucked over by a raccoon, though. But he's going to give you an island. I don't... You know what? Island is a very important part of my zombie apocalypse. Yeah, plan. you can get so, an island that you get to do your own thing on, raise your own village, craft your own tools. Okay, okay, now here's the thing, though. So, like, Animal Crossing and other games of that vein is basically people trying to live out the fantasy of, like, actually having a house. And now I have a house, Well, so I don't know how... <laughs> Animal Crossing is a game of doing the ordinary. It's Seinfeld the game. 
And I hate Seinfeld. It's all about maintaining relationships with your villagers and making sure they like you so you can get gifts and collectibles from them while doing errands to collect bells while you're raising your town and paying off your debt <sighs> and collecting see, things. See, like, all of that gives me such anxiety. It was such like, great, actually has really good music. You, you collect songs, special songs every week. You see a live performance and get them. There's events that go on. I just... For me, like, okay, so, like, I already have a house. So, like, I'm already living, like, I don't, I already owe money to a like, to have the house. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, my wife plays Animal Crossing. She does play Animal Crossing. You play Animal Crossing. Rude. She plays Stardew. You played Stardew. I've also played a lot of things that your wife hasn't played. I understand. I'm just saying, it appeal to her, it can appeal to anyone. I guess she's your litmus test, but I'm just saying, like, I'm already living that life. I'll still probably play it with you because, like, we're going to have to do it with the pod. And yep. I, do, I do a lot of things for the pod, so y'all are welcome. But so I'm doing a lot of things for the pod, talking about an actor who passed away you know nothing about. Yes. Hollywood icon and legend star, one of the very last remaining ones of the golden age of Hollywood. Kirk Douglas. 103. Completely shook by the age. And as someone who's apparently, this was a, a self-discovery thing that Corey and I went on before we started our podcast yes, recording our today. In pre-production mode, we were going through Kirk Douglas's movies. And although I know him as a human being and as an actor and very well aware of like his accolades and everything that he's brought to Hollywood, have apparently never seen a single movie of his. Not even the Disney movie he did. Not even the Disney movie he did. Oops. You didn't see 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. No, I didn't. You haven't seen Spartacus. No. I haven't seen The Bad, The Beautiful, The Race in the Hole. No, I haven't seen anything. I am an That's uncultured okay. swine. But I can rec it's one of those, like, I can recognize greatness when it's lost. And this was a big one because yeah, it was this a golden year's already age. hitting a lot of notes for greatness going. <sighs> and damn. Yes. Well, in 2020, you're going to be that hell of a year. We got you. We feel you. We see you. Is this going to be like the year Michael Jackson died all over again? No, because when Michael Jackson died, I still remember what I was doing, who no, I was with, and all of that. But I mean, like in terms of celebrity deaths and the amount, because think about it. That year you had him, you had Billy Mays, you had Farrah Fawcett, you had... Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Bernie you Mac had died a that lot. Year. There was like 14, 15 that died that year. South Park even did an entire episode about it. That's true. Oh my god. Michael yeah, Jackson got stuck in Ike's body. <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes. Like. Oh my god. So good. But. Yeah, we're really. I mean, again, January was the longest year of my life. And here we are in February. And we're already this deep into it. And it's just. It's oh, and ridiculous. There was this little show that happened this week called The Oscars that we didn't bother to watch or realized while reading the nominees to talk about in pre-production that we hadn't really seen them. We, we dropped the ball on a lot of things. So uh, next week, we at least made the commitment to see two of the Best Picture nominees. Yes. So We can talk about them. That way we can talk about them. So, and I've already seen, and I've seen one of them on the list, so, so I've at least got a head up on this one. We're going to try and see if we can get a couple of them in, so we can actually talk about them. So, in the off week, we'll talk about the Oscars. Yeah, we didn't forget, we just didn't care, but then we realized we had to care yeah, because... To be fair, we played the 
So we didn't care. We played D&D and then realized, oh shit, we had to care. Yep. But D&D takes precedence. And speaking of D&D... Let's finish off the thing lines. Oh, there it is. With some other Farcana. Yes, because I am super excited. So in case y'all have forgotten or just don't care or are new to our Let's Talk, hi, how are you? I play a Tabaxan Bard in ours, and one of the Unearthed Arcana subclasses that have gotten introduced for bards is the college of creation and oh my god am i so excited for what this has to what this has to bring in terms of like how i would actually want to play a bard because like if i were making a bard it's actually probably closer to the college of creation because i view music in this sense like it creates things and it's it's all powerful and it like brings worlds together and you get to learn it from being on different planes and like it just like adds such depth to music, which is how I view music already. So it's just, it's fucking cool. <laughs> and like being able to have a, a note come, you know, you conjure up a note and that note can do one of three things. It can explode in your face. It can protect you from bad things or it can help you get out of a tricky situation. I like I like a helpful note. It is the it is the replacement to the paperclip from Word. <laughs> so looking through this, I realize this is the first one I've gotten since November. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. The last one is what had had some stuff for rogues and fighters and such in it. This one, the one I like the most so far, reading through it, has been the Clockwork Soul Sorcerer. One, I like the fact that you have a physical manifestation of it, which is awesome. Especially my favorite being the one that the hands of the eyes appear in your eyes, or the hands of your clock appear in your eyes. I do like that. Um, first level spells you can learn just for free bird protection from evil and good and alarm. Both very nice spells to have that early. So... Not much else I can say on those. I mean, seeing what comes up going with the restoring balance going up through first level features, um, the bulwark of law is a nice, a nice feature as well. Wait. The number of d8s equal to sorcery points spent to create thing to for award. Oh, see, that's awesome. Okay, there was something I forgot to mention that I'm really mad at myself: the dancing item feature mm-hmm. with the College of Creation. So I can have my own Be Our Guest musical number in the middle of a DM campaign because of that. Because I can make items come to life and dance. <laughs> done and done. I mean, look, Restore Balance is nice because you can just basically impose them not using advantage or disadvantage on a roll if you so choose to. You can use that feature once. Or, I'm sorry, you can use it a number of times equal to your Charisma mod. Okay. So at least once. Um, you can expend five sorcery points, one to five sorcery points to create the board for the Bulwark of Law. Trance of Order for the next minute attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage. And when you make an attack roll and ability check or saving throw, you can treat a d20 roll of nine or lower as a ten. Alright. So I mean, there's some nice things with the clockwork. I won't lie, it would be fun. I really enjoy playing. Cube of Spirits. So I think I think for my next uh, 
adventure into character creation. I might try to do Unearth Arcana just to like give me something new because I'm a newbie with this whole D&D thing and it'll also allow me to get something more out there in terms of play like playing around with it because I feel with the Unearth Arcana they they feed more into role playing too. Like the more I read on it, it's like, "Oh, this works great for role playing," which I've noticed is more of my my D&D heavy experience like combat's great but most of our campaign has been role-playing and a lot of the unearthed arcana that have come out really emphasize the importance of role-playing yes which is why i like it so i think the next one that i make will be in some type of vein like this i mean yeah i've looked at Unearthed arcana a lot of character classes i just end up doing a lot more based on material because of what's set in campaign restrictions true but maybe one day I'll play around with some playtest. It'd be fun. It would be. And with that, I think we're going to go jump and talk about Carnival Row after this break. Let's go. Hey, Corey. Did you know that you can interact with our podcast on Twitter while you're sitting on the toilet, not doing anything? I mean, don't judge me. I might already do that. <laughs> so make sure that you guys follow our Twitter so you can... Keep up with all of the latest twits that we release at a pod, at pod thing on Twitter. Or if you have things that you would like us to talk about, or if you have any questions for us or about things we've talked about, you can contact us via our email address at a thingpod at gmail.com. And we're back talking about Carnival Row. Yay. Like I said, we would be. Because that's totally a thing I said. That is a thing that you said. We have proof. Roll the tapes. <laughs> no. I mean, and we're really... back to talk about another episode where Vignette basically is just there. She exists. But this time she's existing in, in a prison a, cell. In a jail cell. Look at her. Next to Philo. Who at first they put into a jail cell for human people. And then they put it into fey people. Well, it was only after he kicked all the human people's asses. That's true. Like, he went in and he just, like, bopped every single motherfucker in there. He hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. And yeah. then they're like, all right, and with the Fae you go. And the Fae are just like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, whatever, fuck it. Like, and I also, I appreciate it, too. Like, I know the Fae won't fuck with him because I feel like all of the Fae on the row know that, like, he's fighting for them, which has been his whole character arc up until this point. Right. Now is, he's in jail. Now he's in jail with his own kindred folk. But hey, Vignette's there. And they reconnect. That's nice. Yay! Ooh. Like, and she's in there because of the library, <sighs> which obviously, yeah, I she mean, freaked out. Yeah, she had she had her breakdown and was like, "No, that library doesn't belong behind, you know, behind the glass." And I spent my whole life protecting it, and now I'm mad, and now I'm in jail. Story of her life. Yeah, interesting, quote unquote. <laughs> I guess. Really, is that she is just there throughout of all of this. Yeah, that's all she's been is there. This entire series, it's almost. Just, it's just it's about Philo and woman who's there. <laughs> Philo and that. Harry Potter is very much about the boy who wait or the boy who lived, and this is about the girl who's there. <laughs> yeah, and it's really funny that you say that too, because Harry, like Harry Potter, legit, like hardly did anything. He was just like, I'm Harry Potter, and like was able to just get through things. Aren't there because like he's Harry Potter. whole fan theories that Neville was actually the boy who lived? It's should not, have been. No, it's not. It's not just a theory because both Neville and Harry have 
the same birthday. So they were born on the same mm -hmm. day. So the prophecy could have applied to either of them. But because Voldemort viewed like, like, so he actually went after both of them because Neville's parents were both tortured mm -hmm. to the point where they ended up in St. Mungus's, Correct. you know, mental institution. And he was raised by his grandmother. But Harry Potter was viewed more as a threat because Harry, Harry's parents were viewed as more powerful wizards and were more protected in the Order of Phoenix. So that's kind of where it happened. But it really could have gone either way. But Neville, I guess spoilers, but like not really. But because Neville destroyed Nagini, which was the final Horcrux, he still had a role in the prophecy. So that way Harry could. So they're both kind of the chosen ones. But just one was the underling. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Again, this this is like the series that I, I can actually go in on. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. So, so <laughs> vignette is Neville. Yes. Vignette Neville confirmed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Vignette <laughs> Neville. <laughs> to to Philo's Harry. N no. But. But yes. Yes. But yes, because he is an orphan. <laughs> he has scars. He lives. He, he has the phantom pain from the. He is one that lived, and because of his past, like someone is haunting to try to kill him. Twelve other things. Harry Potter confirmed. We did it. We figured it out. It only took us what seven, seven episodes. Seven episodes to figure out. Monster is like one of the many appearances of Voldemort throughout the series before you meet him proper. Okay, so the Cthulhu monster is not Cthulhu, but is just a monster that it's happens like an, it's to an look eldritch. It's a, like an eldritch horror-inspired monster that yes. just happens to have a tentacly face. Yes, attached to a horse snout. But With, yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But that's basically Voldemort's head attached to Quirrell because, like, right. he doesn't have his own body. And since the Dark Ashers are just like a combination of things that are controlled by a single thing, it's like it's about the same vein of Voldemort being attached to Professor Quirrell's head at the beginning of the first book slash movie of Harry Potter. Actually, you know what? I don't think Philo would be Harry. He's the half-blood. He's the half-blood prince. Um, um, He's Snape! Severus. Snape. <laughs> Snape. Severus. Anyway, Snape. we're getting off track. So. <laughs> Dumbledore! Portia shows up at the police station and says, Oh no, I was mad. It was a fight. I made it all up. Ugh. Okay, that made me so mad because, like, the only reason, so, like, she was just like, oh, I'm mad because, like, he lied to me and, like, oh, he's a half-blood, he's dirty, and, like, I'm gonna rat him out to the cops, but, like, now I feel guilty, so I'm gonna go back on what I say and, like, try to get him out of jail, and it's like, dude, you've already created such a mess for this man. Like, yeah. seriously, fuck off. <laughs> then they go question him. He owns up to all of it and says, nope, I'm a half-blood. I didn't kill these people. He I'm picked a his side. He picked his side, though. And he stayed right there. I like how that scene went up, though. He went up, talked, and then you knew when he just sat back down at the washbowl. Mm -hmm. And he's like, nope, this is where I'm at. Let me finish cleaning myself. All is well. So... It, it was nice to see, like, him, like, finally like, kind of coming to terms with, like, what he is. And, like, so, you know, since Vignette was there. Just kind of there. But she got to see it. And then it's like, oh, he's choosing A smile of, of appreciation across her face. Yes. Oh, he's choosing our side. 
And <sighs> but so there's a more interesting storyline. There's two more interesting storylines that I want to talk about with this. Okay. I think we should probably. I think we should talk about the pucks first. You mean the puck cult that was only introduced like an episode or two ago is now suddenly smashing guys' heads in bricks because they insulted him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Because and that's all, all you see of them this entire episode? Yeah. So it's like they're trying to make them like important and like uprising and like Why I didn't they introduce them earlier. Why did I only see them for like three, four episodes of doing anything relevant or showing them do anything? Why we're haven't they not, been a subplot throughout the whole series? But we're not going to have this discussion right now. We're going to save this discussion for later. Maybe our next episode. No, not our next episode. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still... It's just... Why are they trying to make me care about these 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 pucks? Honestly, There's only okay. one puck I should care about. He got freaky with a blonde-haired chick in this episode. Yes, Art. He is a P-I-M-P. That P -I -M -P. is how much time... They spent on this puck on this puck cult. That's how much time I'm spending on this puck cult. Fair enough. Fair enough. All I'll say is that they're probably just more of a they they were basically like a plot device. Like, oh, we're here to see this. Well, it wasn't even that. It's like they were a plot device in order to escalate everything else that's gonna happen. I guess. We'll see. Like we'll see what their true purpose is. Yeah, we'll we'll see once we wrap up the episode. Apparently they like to stuff. kill people. So Right, so... I guess that's important. Yeah, killing people is very important in the show, apparently. Meanwhile, Agreus and, um, and Mogan get a little freaky. Over, after seeing a battery? No, after hanging a painting, because she can't admit to her brother she has feelings because he's a puck, but you can clearly tell she's hiding. Mm -hmm. Then she goes over there to help them hang the painting that was delivered. Well, hold on. Because we're, we're also missing... We're missing a key part of the episode that happened beforehand. Oh, and we're with... going to... Yeah, and, like, trying to, like, size him up and, like, try it to, like... didn't work. Yeah. Especially when he found out what Agreus did, and Agreus is like, your point being what? I've learned that to survive in the world of men, you have to play by the rules of men. Mm-hmm. Strong. Yeah. And he's like, it's funny, like, your people hunted your own kind, but you don't... Why does it matter for me hunting my own kind? Like... He, he is such, like, a I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. I could snap you in half Yeah, and not think about it. Yeah, he can, because did you see that six-pack? Because I know I did. Because, <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> Mr. Agreus was ripped that I was not ready for. <laughs> I was not ready to see that bod. And then we the, knew this was coming. I mean, like, I knew it was coming, but, like, I just wasn't expecting, like, the chiseledness of it. And I was like, wait, hold on. His dream of lamps and electricity... Powered through the world. It was it was cute. It he, was quite the optimist, Mr. Agreus, and like I appreciate that. And, and then, then they got freaky. Yeah, I mean something about batteries just must like you know rub people the right way. I do appreciate the attention to detail when she removed the corset and just let out that deep sigh of relief. I do appreciate yes. that little bit of attention to detail they put into that into the scene. I don't, I almost don't feel like she was acting. Like I feel like she was just like, like oh, thank oh my god, god it's all. But I appreciate them not like cutting it or telling her not to do that because mm -hmm. it really did add some authenticity to the era. Right, because when now, how quickly she got it all off does not. Well, she had help. <laughs> Mr. Grayus did help her get the corset off. So like she like kind of got it going and then she like turned around and like he was able to kind of so you can imagine what those fingers can do. So hey. But I mean he did get her out of it pretty quickly. 
Um, and speaking from someone that's worn corsets before and may or may not have crashed their car in one of them, like, like yeah, that's true. The second you get out of those, you do breathe out a heavy, heavy sigh of relief. But they did keep the period clothing with like all the layers. So it was like it was almost kind of awkward, but in like a hilarious way for like to like have to watch them yeah, take like off how the layers. Long it took. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm ripping off my blouse and my bra and my pants and we're going. It was like, well, let me take off my overcoat and my 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 dress shirt and my under my undershirts and then also like my underlings. Now we have to undo this corset and don't forget my pantaloons and like oh yeah, like I also have like this garter thing too, like. It's a whole process. It really is. So at least you know it was very consensual because like you don't go through all those layers of clothing for no goddamn reason. Right. <laughs> so and that was really all we got for them this episode. Yes. But more on Philo. Because poor Philo got some transfer orders, which really weren't transfer orders. They the tried to Jeffrey were, Epstein him. The guards were plotting to murderize him. And his buddy guard, his little buddy, warned him. They weren't trying to murderize him, they were trying to suicide him. Yeah, they were going to murder him. They were going to murder him but by making it look like a suicide. Okay, but it would still be murder. Fair. That's why Epstein didn't kill himself. He, he did was not. Murdered. He, he was murderized. <laughs> he was quite murderized. <laughs> murderized to the nth degree. Murderized to the logical conclusion. <laughs> so they sent some transfer orders to him, and like you hear him like huffing and puffing in a bag, and like all breaking dis- down and screaming and crying. And, like no, and no, he's like, fine. "Stay with me, stay with me," and like he's like trying to be like all like, "It's okay, I got this." Just I'm not gonna die. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Don't worry put about it. Put a bag it. over. Put him in a carriage. Off he goes. Yep, and all of a sudden he's in a house. Bag gets ripped off his head. There's the magistrate, who earlier in the episode is told about... The chance. Magistrate, chancellor, same idea. They still have the... They still have the gown and the title. Either way, the chancellor, the supreme chancellor, whatever the <laughs> Anyway. A chancellor he's there, supreme. Who earlier in the episode, walking up the stairs when they told him they had caught somebody for the murders and told him who the woman was. Yes. And then said it was her son... And then there he was, all angry and mad, ripping it off at Philo's head. Bum, 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 episode over. Dun, dun, dun. This episode was all built up climax. <sighs> so, I mean, at least I didn't have to pay for this episode, maybe. Everything happened real quickly and could have been spaced out better. Yes! Some of these plot lines could have happened and were trying not to go too much into this right now because we still have to but finish this episode just seems because there's only one episode left after this and this episode seems like it's just rushing these lines to an end now the line everything with the dark asher and the murders is moving along at the same pace it has which has been the overall through it and i really hope that when season two comes that they do this and have a murder at the center of it right but everything else is seeming rushed right now like the whole philo vignette storyline has seen there's nothing going to be there, and then all of a sudden they're... Right. Because they happen to be locked up together. So... It's like every white trash couple I've ever known. It's... Uh... <laughs> you get locked up together and you're in love. But Bobby Ray, I didn't mean to. You going to jail, Billy Joe? I get it. I get it. And then it's Bobby Ray going to visit me, and then they get in the consensual trailer. I get it. I get it. consensual <laughs> trailer. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so that was the episode. We're gonna jump over to the. Hey Nancy, did you know that you can reach out to us anytime on our Facebook page? Wait, you mean like anytime? Like even at like three in the morning when I'm eating an entire pint of ice cream? They can reach out. Doesn't mean we're going to answer at an odd hour like that, but we do our best to get back to everybody. And for those of y'all wondering, if you just search us up, it's facebook.com slash pod thing. Be able to go ahead and give us a like over there and get notified when we get new episodes up and running or why there's delays. Also, you can always subscribe at anchor.fm forward slash a thing pod. And from there, you can get subscribed on your favorite social media platform out there for podcasts. All right, and now it is time for us to talk about the third episode of The Witcher. Yes, the bell of the ball. Every pretty girl deserves to go to a ball. Well, I mean, is this girl pretty? She becomes pretty? But not at the beginning. She's a hideous, like, creature thing. Yes, honest. Okay, so when I first... So, hold on. We're going to pause (laughs) because we're already skipping ahead. We just started, and we've already fucked up. <laughs> but <laughs> that's right. It opens with Geralt, with Geralt and a whore. Yes, and they're 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 fucking and talking, and he's just giving her all the details, and like he's getting kicked out because he's been there for three days. Apparently, hasn't paid shit. Hasn't paid shit. So boy needs to move on, and he's like, "Oh, I'll pay you when I get back." And so he leaves his horse as collateral, and tells his horse not to judge him. Yes. I, I love the connection that Geralt has to his horse because that is the same type of connection I have to my dog. Yes, that is Roach. His horse's name is Roach. Yes. You will respect that. I will respect I, You always respect the Roach. So. Fair. But, so, this episode gets him to the icy kingdom of Temeria where he has to hunt a monster that's been killing the commoners. Yes. So, when the episode actually opens, it shows another witcher. At the very beginning of the episode, it shows another guy who's a witcher going up there. You find out what happened to him very quickly. Apparently, he ran off with their money. Yeah, because boy couldn't hang. No, he just saw it and said, nope. He, he noped the fuck out. So, he deuced it out. He was like, nope, I'm out. Peace. And as a result of that, the entire the entire town kind of has like a against He wasn't taken very highly so for him to take this job on he basically had to get it done under the table the witch had to get involved have it be like a third party transaction the witcher dead yeah like ded dead like he dead dead he had no heart or liver it ate him yep and that's when he found out what kind of creature it was it's because that's where all the secrets are hidden is in the liver so duh that's in carnival row i mean the witcher you don't know this I mean, I don't know, but so yes, it is just a cursed creature that actually turns out to be a little girl. Yes. So what I was going to say is that this creature actually gives me Wendigo vibes. Okay. Do you know the the story of the Wendigo? Refresh my memory. Okay, so Wendigos are a spirit that take place like out in out in nature, and they are a possessive spirit. That possess you if you eat human flesh. So it's a cannibal. Cannibal corruption, basically. Um, and it, it's come from Native American lore in the forest where 
you know, if people were like stranded and they resorted to eating other people, you had the ability or you had the potential to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit, which then turns you into a very similar looking, ugly, deformed creature, the long limbs, yes, the hyper speed. Yes, with the Astria. Astriga. <laughs> Astriga. So same vein, basically. All just based off cannibalism. And even in this vein, too, like, you know, she's attacking and so, eating. Yes, but people, this one like, was not caused by something like that. This wasn't. one is a curse that was put on them because it was incestuous. Right. Spoilers. Or is it spoilers because we're talking about the episode? We're I'm just gonna, kind of way jumping ahead. We're, we're way jumping ahead, but it was the same vein. And it's all part of, like, this specific part of the storyline. So, like, I'm going to say it's fine. But that's just what it reminded me of because I'm fairly familiar with Wendigo lore. So I was like, oh, hey, it's kind of like that, but slightly different. So that was that was the tie that connected it for me. So I just thought it was like a fun little so, factoid. So Drunk decides to keep the thing alive, which means he has to stay awake till dawn when he finds out he has to wait till the roaster crows three times. Fuck. And he just says <laughs> that my favorite way he does it is just fuck. The only way to say fuck. Nonchalantly, when it's a really serious moment, just no, because that's how I say fuck. Like I until we get to episode four. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. See, Corey pulled a Nancy with Nancy with Carnival Row being an episode ahead, and, and he got an episode ahead on The Witcher for me. Okay, I finished the book that the season is based off of, and I wanted to see if the next episode was what I was hoping for, and it is exactly what I was hoping for. So okay. I watched it. Okay, well, I have not read the book, nor have I watched episode four. So I'm going into this blind, so he just gets to kind of see how it plays out for me. But, I should just finish the book. I started it after we started the series and already finished it. Okay, well, not all of us have that kind of time on our hands. Audio like, books. shit. Like, what audiobooks are. My eight minute drive to work. <laughs> I don't have that. Yeah, I do now. I, I actively chose that lifestyle. So he has to stay. Alive and awake until dawn, fighting this not Wendigo Wendigo creature. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I like that, like the little potions that he's ingesting, like also like wear off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So then it's just like he's really like bare boning it, like yep. nitty gritty. Getting through it, and he gets his ass kicked. I'm actually surprised how big of a beating he took. Yeah, he almost died. He almost died until he locked himself in that crypt. And he like he almost died after the fact when she bit his neck. Yeah, she got the jugular. You always go for the jugular. Granted, he bit hers. It was a a jugular for a jugular. And she's gonna live too. They all live. Yay! They all live happily ever. After. He just can't take her outside at night. Right. Because that's just what can't happen. King can't take her out at night. And that's basically Geralt's storyline on that one. Yennefer's was interesting as well, because we got to see her reborn. Yes. I, I In a new light. I do appreciate the things that she decided to keep. I like that she kept her eyes. Yes. Yeah. And, like, purple eyes are hard to come by, so, like, why really would you Really, all she that? did was get rid of the hump and straighten herself out. She did. That's really all it was. Well, she also kept her scars, too. She kept her suicide scars. Yes. To To remember, like, you know... Her initial reaction to the whole ordeal. Yes, but this whole thing became so because she got angry because she couldn't get going where she wanted to go. She did get big mad. 
She got big mad because she wasn't assigned where she wanted to be assigned because it was basically about a nepotism on the campus. There's always nepotism. So she got assigned to go to lifeguard. And she got mad. And then when she found out that her her boyfriend, her boy toy, told his headmaster about her her blood is why she couldn't have the assignment. Because apparently her homeland's neighbors don't like elves. They're bad. They're <laughs> racist. <this> asshole. <laughs> so she gets really big mad. Really being mad and gets remade. She does. So, and I like that the whole process is like, okay, so, like, we're gonna, like, take your womb from you, basically. Yeah, and use that to remake you. Yep. So you can't give life because we're gonna be giving you new life with the life giver and thing that you have. He offered her, meta he offered to numb her. And, and she said no. I know, because she's a G. She wanted to feel this. Yeah, I give her props because none of that looked enjoyable. Nope. Then she went upstairs and knocked him dead. Yep, so. she was the prettiest girl at the ball. She was. And she got to dance with the king? Yes, and then became, and then apparently it looks like she made an impression. Oh, she made one heck of an impression with all those dirty looks I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jennifer, you get it. You get it, girl. And that Fuck was everyone else. Basically, her entire storyline. Yes. <laughs> so, last but not least, you have Siri's brief appearance in this episode. She walks toward a forest. Ta-da! That's her appearance. Ta-da! She kind of did something like you got some like talking in. And in this episode, you finally find out that whatever Jennifer happens before you see Geralt. Yes, we're getting more ex. Because you got to see King Fargus as a kid and an adult. Yes. We got more explanation on how the timelines converge and how they work. I still don't like the timeline jumping, but at least they're getting to the point now where they're explaining it, so it's a little bit easier for me to follow. Oh, Jesus. Eventually it evens out into one timeline. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. And me too. One I'll... timeline and we're good to go. Where we get to see everything come together. Exactly. Everything come to fruition. But that's this week's episode. And until next week, we've been a thing. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Oh, stop. <laughs>